how do you price an ad on your channel? That's probably the most common question we get from other creators. And it was the biggest question we had when we first started on YouTube. So we're hosting a live workshop on how to price yourself. This is everything that we've learned in the past 13 years of being on YouTube and our simple three-step process that'll help you develop concrete pricing. So if you wanna join us for this live session, just go to colinandsamir.com slash live. Enter your email and you'll get all the information about our live event on May 9th. All right, hope you enjoy this episode of The Colin and Samir Show. Welcome back to The Colin and Samir Podcast. All right, real quick, let me bring you up to speed. I'm Samir, and I host this podcast alongside my filmmaking and business partner, Colin. On this show, we bring you behind the scenes and give you an inside look at the ups and downs of pursuing a life as creative entrepreneurs. We've taken a three-month hiatus from this podcast, and we're really excited to be back. In these last three months, I've traveled to India, Colin's taken two cross-country road trips, and we've lived out a dream of ours by working with Samsung to unveil their latest phone on stage with them at their Unpacked event in San Francisco. Show us just how powerful the S20 Ultra Zoom is. We invited Colin and Samir to try it out for themselves. On this episode, we truly pull back the curtain and take you through the last three months, which have not been the easiest months for us. They've actually been some of the most challenging as well as the most surreal and exciting months in our career. Our goal with this podcast is to be completely open and honest throughout our journey so that we can build community with all of you that are pursuing your own creativity, your own passions, and your own ideas. Trust me, it's not always easy. This episode is just us, but we also have some awesome guests lined up for future episodes. We love bringing other people in to share their perspectives on their creative journey, and we'd love to hear all of your opinions on who you'd like to hear on our show. So you can tweet that at us, at Colin and Samir. All right, so here it is, our first episode of 2020. So the last time we did this, I was about to leave for India. And I was in India for almost three and a half weeks. Now, since the last time we recorded a podcast, I went to India. You did two cross-country driving road trips from the West Coast to the East Coast. One, we, yeah, two. We, yeah. We, we ended up in San Francisco on stage with Samsung at their Unpacked event. The coronavirus is now a thing. Yep. And now we're sitting back here in LA and there's way more to cover in the past three months since the last time you heard us talk on this podcast. But anyway, welcome back to the Colin and Samir podcast. (laughs) There's a lot to cover. So we've been, we've been gone for a while. We've been physically actually not in the same location for a lot of this time, but we've um, also taken a step back and focused more on our YouTube channel and our YouTube content and developing some bigger projects. But even beyond that, through this time, we've experienced a lot of change in our both business and our lives in just everything. Yeah. I mean, we should probably bring people back to the time of our last podcast before you went to India and some of the decisions that we made, I guess, that, you know, mm-hmm. I we were in a place where... Uh, sort of opportunities for the YouTube channel were, you know, it's towards the end of the year. There's not much happening. You and I were tired, pretty exhausted with it, I think. Mm -hmm. And we decided that we were not really going to pursue 
this career as Colin and Samir as our everything career. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not as our everything. I mean, we did sign a year-long partnership, so no matter what, we were going to make videos. Yeah, but it wasn't going to be something that if we had just signed that one year long partnership and sorry, I was a little slow in delivery in there. I was just yeah. trying to like pick the right words. Right. Um, because where we are now is not where we were back then. Mm-hmm. But at the time, yeah, we had signed one year long partnership for YouTube for a certain amount of videos, which was exciting, but it was not enough to, you know, say that that, okay, well, of course, if we have that deal, then that's going to carry us through. I, I don't want to downplay how exciting it is to get a year-long partnership because that is huge mm-hmm. for creators. It's the first time we got that as Colin and Samir. And you can actually plan out your life a little bit when you have a year-long partnership. Shout out Storyblocks. Mm-hmm. Shout out Storyblocks. But yeah, I mean, the reality is like the these opportunities were coming at us too sporadically the longer form documentaries were really taking a long time to develop. And, you know, when you work for two months or six weeks on something, it, you, you know, you need it to, to compensate you accordingly. And it just stopped really, it, it wasn't making sense at that time for this to be a hundred percent of our efforts, a hundred percent of our time. Um, and we just decided that, you know what, we, we don't want to stop making videos together. But we this just can't be our full time thing. This has to be something that we, you know, still get to upload. I think we had decided on two to three videos a month maximum. Uh, if we could podcast, we'd podcast. But a part of that was also uh, you moving home. Yeah. Well, we made that decision that we weren't going to consider this our full time gig, and you know, for me that meant having to get a job and pretty quickly in the immediate, I didn't really have too much time to just hang out and still pay rent and take care of all my expenses. So I kind of took a day to think about it, wrote about it in my journal, spent a day at a coffee shop and just came to the conclusion that if I'm going to have to find a job, I don't want to do it in Los Angeles. I don't want to get a job and sort of try and live some sort of new life in the same place that I've lived the past eight years where I've had this crazy experience. I've always thought about moving back to be closer to my family, which is all in the tri-state area. And my girlfriend was also up for the adventure of moving. Whoa, did you just drop that you have a girlfriend? I on- dropped it on a past podcast. Oh, you did? Nothing, okay, nothing. breaking news, man. Not, you can't oh, wow. say breaking news twice. I think if you listen to our last podcast, I talk about it. Well, breaking news for this year. I mean, it's been three months. Everyone is one. Everyone wanted the update. It's only breaking news if you didn't listen to the last podcast. It's breaking news for someone. It's not breaking news for you. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So we both decided to go off on this adventure and, and head back to the East Coast. Plan is was to live in Philadelphia, where my older brother lives. I have a ton of nieces and nephews. And I really was looking forward to being around them more often, seeing them grow up and being in a smaller, more affordable American city. There were so many things that I think were going to be really interesting about it. So I went and moved home, told everyone. She told everyone. That was it. And then, and then I came back from India in late December, which I had a great trip, by the way. I, will, I hope I can share some videos from it. I shot the whole thing. Um, 
but then you flew back like shortly after in the new year because we needed to make some videos. We needed to, you know, I also still had stuff. an apartment and a car. Yeah. So before Christmas, uh, we drove her car across the country, which was really fun. Took five days, really cool experience. And then I came back after the holidays, after the new year to clean up my apartment, make a few videos with you, make a sort of state of the channel. Things are changing video, which is sitting in the back end of our channel Yep. and drive my car home. So we did all of that during that period of time in early January, except for press publish on the video about, the fact that I was moving home. Something just didn't feel right about it. Like I remember watching that video and being like, something something doesn't feel right here. Like oh, It didn't feel right, but also the reasoning that we gave it at the time was like, you know, our channel's really a breakdown channel. Yeah, yeah, like the format's not gonna work. And this wouldn't yeah. even make sense. Yeah, well I think like any time that this has happened to us, give, granted this this time was the most serious as we get older, this, this moment has happened a couple times I think over the past couple years. But the, the most interesting thing is that anytime we've made this decision, we just continue to create. So it's almost like no matter what, we're just still making. And we knew that even with me moving home. Yeah, we were, we're like, like, no matter what, we're not going to stop making YouTube videos. We have this channel. This is an amazing platform. Yeah. Even if we both get jobs and we're making videos at nights and on the weekends, like this is what we like to do. So yeah, it's not it's great. Nothing's over, but it's going to be very, very different. Yeah. And I think we were both... I mean, I'll speak for myself. I was pretty at peace with it. Uh, I was definitely, I had a little bit of undertones of like disappointment. For yeah, sure. I was kind of confused by it, but I, I was not not at peace with it because I also knew that we weren't going to stop creating. So there, there was a part of me that was like, man, how is this going to work? But I was like, well, it'll just be really creative and interesting. Like we, we just can't, I just physically can't imagine stop like not creating. So... Yeah, I mean, the, the amazing thing is we, we made that video about the thing things are changing, Colin's moving, this channel's going to be different. It's in the back end. And then something we'd been waiting for for a very long time was an email from Samsung saying, hey, we want to work with you guys on our Unpacked event. Can you fly to San Francisco next week? Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, hold up, wait a second, What? We've been waiting for this for three years. I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you know that Samsung's been a North Star brand for us. They're a brand that we wanted to work with for a long time. And, uh, you know, we'd been to a couple of their events, but boom, like email in. We're just like, yeah, let's get on a call. Yeah, we'd been to a lot of their events in 2019. And there was potential talk of a greater partnership Yeah, at some point. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that was not yeah, nothing like didn't really think about like how it was going to come to life. Yeah. Or, there like, was no like, if you do this, then that happens. Yeah. yeah. There was no like, this is really what a year long partnership would even look like. Yeah. Kind of just, it was just a relationship based off going to the events and we were interested in their brand and expressed it and got a little bit closer to what they were doing. And then all of a sudden that email came through. You're in LA and I'm. You're was, in LA. No, I'm in LA. You're in LA this too. Is still in this the is first right half. before you go back to Philadelphia. Yes. So, Colin's in LA. I think it's like the 22nd of January and we need to be in San Francisco on the 29th and he needs to drive his car back to Philadelphia on the 22nd, which takes about five days. Yeah. Yeah. So I drive back with my mom and all my stuff in my car. This is the second time I'm doing a cross country drive. Told everyone mm -hmm. I'm moving back. Mm -hmm. And then the messaging starts to get a little bit weird. I'm like, well, I'm, yeah, I'm moving back, but 
I, I'm coming home for three days and then I got to fly to San Francisco. Right. For a thing with Samsung that I can't really tell you too much about. Now that, what you flew back for was just a location scout. The week after was the event. Yeah. So I mean, I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you've seen us put it out, but we uh, were asked to come and debut a new phone that Samsung was putting out and uh, the new 100 times zoom capability. So let's just pause here for a second. Like what, what did that, like, let's talk a little bit about the, the actual Samsung experience. Like we, we haven't really fully talked about, I know we made a video about it, but truly talked about what that was like to do that, to go through that experience from like January to February. Like that, that is for me, like one of those surreal moments where every minute of that experience, I was like, whoa, we're achieving a dream. And it's like, I recognize that a lot of times in our career earlier on, whenever we set out to, to do something, whether it was work with Nike or like build our platform to a certain level, it was hard for me to understand and recognize when we were in the dream while it was happening. Does oh, that make sense? Totally. Yeah. Like to actually put your feet on the ground and be like, oh, wait, wait a second. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm living the dream. Because right, the grass right is always greener. Yeah. Somewhere else. Somewhere else. And like you're, you're doing it and you're like, oh, this isn't that great. I'm, I should be doing that or I should be doing like The next thing is always ahead of you. Or this isn't as great as I thought it would be or whatever. Yeah. But the interesting thing is because everything seemed like it was kind of changing so much. When this happened, I was able to be so present in it because it was just like, wow, another opportunity. Like, what a crazy thing. Totally. Yeah, this was like thinking you had like ridden your last wave yeah. or something. Yeah, that's very like Johnny Utah of you. But <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is point break. Sure. But basically, <laughs> you feel like you've ridden your last wave. Right. You put your surfboard away. But then you just but then go like, to head to like Gerard Butler finds you and you go to Mavericks. Sure. Have you seen that movie? <laughs> Terrible movie, by uh, the way. I feel like I Chasing have seen Mavericks? It. Either way, all I'm saying Watch is another opportunity came and yeah, it was yeah. just like, well, I'm not going to take this one for granted. No matter what this leads to, this is really exciting and just going to ride this wave and have a good time doing it and put 110% in and uh, we had a yeah. great time, you know, whether it was the scout trip or actually doing the event. The event itself was amazing because when we landed, like we had a ton of rehearsals. We got to work with the Samsung team directly. We... Uh, we were concepting and rewriting scripts and just kind of like living this interesting dream that, that just didn't anticipate. And then it was the first time we had to memorize a script and it was a lot of pressure because you're debuting a global product, like a product from a massive, massive company that really needs to nail it. You know, like that you got to nail one of these <laughs> product unveilings. So it was on us to, to come up with how we were going to do it and then communicate it properly and get everything done and make sure the messaging was right for the brand. And all at the same time, kind of for the first time, getting introduced to this world where we're at dinners with Jimmy Chin, who made the movie Free Solo. Uh, we're with Jake Roper, who's an amazing YouTube creator. Is Harris, another great YouTube creator. Cool Man Coffee Dan, who, uh, spoiler alert, he's coming up on the pod. Yep. Uh, but like all these incredible, incredible um, YouTube creators, filmmakers, people, you know, we're sitting in a section in front of Marquez Brownlee and uh, Sarah Dietschy is behind. Like, it's just like this amazing thing where it's like, oh, we're here. 
we're here where we where we've always wanted to be. We've always thought of ourselves in this in this light and in this in this world. And so, you know, having getting to do the work and then getting to have that experience. And then we also did a panel about vlogging. We did uh, we we got to spend time with the actual products. Um, and just like being on the ground there in San Francisco was was this amazing experience. But I can imagine for you going back and forth three times in a month from the East Coast to the West Coast must have been really wild and really crazy. Yeah. I mean, this is a really tumultuous time, honestly, for me. I mean, my uh, clothing is spread between my parents' house and my girlfriend's parents' house. And, you know, it's confusing. It's really confusing. Um, It feels very much like a limbo, but it's also like very exciting. And I'm just trying to really think positively a lot as much as I can that like everything is moving in a good direction and an exciting direction. Yeah. But I mean, I can't underscore enough how weird it is. It's, it's it's uh, the strangest thing. I mean, the only quote that I can attribute to this time is that change happens in an instant that, you know, you can, you could be somewhere thinking that something's a certain way and then boom, everything changes and being prepared it internally and knowing that it could happen, like change can always happen in an instant, yeah. positive, negative, good, bad, whatever it is, it just can always happen, you know? And I think, uh, you know, another one of these, like you just look at what's happening in the world right now. It's just like, that came out of nowhere, you know, like the coronavirus. Yeah. Just, yeah. and how much it's affecting in the world with travel and, and commerce and the stock market and, and events and like that are being canceled. Yeah. Like yeah, it's, it's, it's everything is changing and it feels like it just came out of nowhere. I think if anything, it makes you, me feel like, uh, there are so many things that are so out of my control mm-hmm. and everything that is happening is so much bigger than what's just happening in my world. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I can't, I won't regret at all the time that I'm spending at home, even sure. though it's like such a different type of existence. You know, I plan to be back a lot to be around my family and I don't know what's going to happen, but no matter what, I've you know been able to spend a lot more time than I would have if I was living out here and I'm getting to actually act on one of those impulses, you know, to spend more time with my family, which is really nice. So, right. Which is something you haven't done for eight years. Yeah. So it's, it's nice. It's nice to spend more time on the East Coast. It's, uh, it's interesting to talk about it like publicly because it's been pretty like something I don't really like. I don't, I don't know how to, there's so much in flux and there's so much to say that sometimes I feel compelled to explain things and make sure people are up to date with what I'm doing. Cause mm-hmm. it's like part of being a content creator. Yeah. But this one's just too weird where I'm like, I can't even get into it. Right. I don't even know what to say. The podcast is the only way I could even remotely begin to start to say some of these things. Right. You know, but yeah, it's, it's confusing. I mean, I wish I could, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, since, since that time now that we did unpacked, which was in February, is this the next time I'm seeing you? Yeah, it is. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I've you've seen you almost every week or, or every, every other week. At least every other week. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you and I doesn't even like people yeah. have asked me out in L.A. since I've been back. For, I've been here for a week doing some work with you. Yeah. Does it feel like weird? 
I'm like, no, if I've been talking yeah. to Samir every single day. I've been right. still been working on the same stuff that I've always been working on. Right. It doesn't, I've seen him for, Once a week. Yeah, yeah, I've seen you and I've seen you for extended periods of time where we're like on the road together for a right. week. You know, it's like, yeah, no, it doesn't feel different at all. Yeah, it really doesn't. And the amazing thing, you know, knock on wood, you can hear this. And, uh, you know, just like the universe is kind of bringing us a lot of opportunity right now. You know, it's just like it's a it's a really interesting time that that all of a sudden like opportunity is starting to come. And, And it's made me actually really realize the value. And I know we're you know, we we come from an entrepreneurial background, but we never had experience with raising money or, you know, creating a situation where you had enough capital like we always, I mean, always, we've only done it once, but the last time we did this, we were so young that it was just like, we could spend three and a half years making content and making really small amounts of money. Yeah. And I, I've always operated just like, I need to make enough money to pay for my stuff that I do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, at the, when yeah. you're 31 years old, right. it's not the smart way to be living anymore. And it clearly had an effect on me because yeah. like I was left with few options. I mean... I could have gotten a job in LA, that's yeah. for sure, easily. But it just wasn't like a job. It wasn't a path that I was looking for, right? Or interested in. Um, yeah, but but you know, just from like the zoom out perspective, before we dive in, like it's it's interesting that we were so young, and and I think having success at a young age actually can work against you in some ways. That we, you know, to bring everyone up to speed, if you're not familiar, we we started a media company about lacrosse and then we're able to sell it by the time we were, I think, 23, 24. Um, and then we were brought into a, a system where we had a very good situation. We had, um, you know, stable salaries, healthcare benefits. We were able to just be creative with this amazing deal, right? Where it's just like we run our own office in LA. We just get to do whatever we want under the confines of growing the company. And we enjoy to work. So it's not like we're we're not like slacking off by any means. It's like anyone who gives us the opportunity to work, we will work our asses off because it's, yeah. it's so fun for us to work. Um, and then, you know, stepping away from that, not really recognizing that it was going to take another three to four years again to rebuild a business, you know? And now I understand how people raise money and need to stabilize because we're also fairly selective with projects. Like if you look at last year, of course. we're hyper, we're not taking on anything. Like we don't view our creativity as much in the direction of we'll do anything to make money. And those are things that we talked about and that we weighed is, yeah. are we willing this next year to just take any production job for money? And it right. was like a clear no. That's not the case and with it, us. Yeah. We're pretty particular about what we want to take on, which from a creative standpoint, is great. From a business standpoint, it's hard because to be selective, that means that you, either your, your rates have to be really high and you only do five projects in a year or you're, you know, you're not selective and you're like, yeah, I have to make money, so I'm going to do as many of these projects as I can, no matter what they are. You know, if it, it, We just listened to the Casey, uh, Casey Neistat, how I built this, and he talks a little bit about you know, he made a, like video creators do random things. He made a, uh, birthday video for someone, Mm -hmm. you know, like that was his first paying gig to make a video for us. Two years ago, we made a, we made a couple of real estate videos. Like you just, as a video creator, you just have to really start doing 
more different things. And then, you know, as you look at, as we were going into this year, it was like, we don't, we don't want to make birthday videos. We don't want to make we don't have the energy videos. for that anymore. We just want to do the things we want to do. And so we, you know, if that, that means getting a job, yeah, then let's get a job and then let's make the videos we want to make. Um, so I think that, that like that level of patience, as I look forward to, um, you know, business maturity is one of the most important things. It's like really looking at if you have an idea right now, how long will it actually take you to get it to be commercialized? You know, like how long will it actually take for this thing to to come to life? Because for us, clearly, our name, our brand, who we are as filmmakers, like we're just starting to sink into what we do as a format, as a business, you know? Mm-hmm. And once we once we really found that out, which I think was at the end of last year, which is three years into making this content, that's when opportunities started to come. Once we really got clear, like this is what we do, this is what we don't do, this is where our focus is, this is the type of video we make, these are the type of, of advertisers we want, this is the type of audience we have. It was just like all coming to life all at once. And right when that happened, it was like, boom, now we have opportunity. And that's the thing. I've never felt more calm, actually, more at peace with the videos that we're making, I totally can come up with a bunch of ideas for videos we want to make, which wasn't always the case in the past because we didn't know what our brand was about. We didn't know what our channel was about. And that's when it gets tough to come up with an idea. And then every, once you're uncertain, every part of the process can feel tougher than it should be. Every time you put in work, if you're uncertain, it, it, it's, uh, it makes it even tougher to keep going. But now I'm pretty confident in the types of videos right. we should make, the types of videos we want to make. I think we're even getting more creative now within the the format and like starting mm-hmm. to have a little bit more fun with it, starting to relax a little bit, relax into the format more and not, you know, one thing that we talked about after the listening to the, how I built this with Casey was how courageous of a filmmaker he was just like, you know, I mean, the iPod thing going after a giant like Apple, um, the bike lanes thing, he's filming a cop. Like, it's just like, kind of doing whatever he wants as a filmmaker. And that's not necessarily our style, but um, definitely inspired by the concept of courageous creativity, mm-hmm. you know, and just being like, let's not creating under, under any sort of insecurity fear. Mm-hmm. But the challenge as a creative always is creating under uncertainty. You know, if you, if you're in a situation where you're creating with uncertainty, either, either that can somehow work in your benefit or in our case, I think can work against you. You know? Yeah. So now you're in LA, but you're off to the East Coast tomorrow. Yep. I'm not sure when I'll see you again. <laughs> I don't have any immediate plans to be back. But the podcast will still be coming out. We've recorded a couple, so don't worry about that. And we've got the, some videos that we've already filmed. Mm-hmm. And we have some videos that we're going to get really creative with how we're going to film while Colin's going to be on the East Coast, um, which I'm actually really pumped for and really yeah. excited for. And the reality is if there's certain things I need to come back for, I just buy a flight and I'm back. Yeah. I mean, like this has been a really interesting experiment for us, but as has our entire career, everything's been different. Everything's been new. Everything's been something out of the box uh, and, and really interesting. So what about for you when we did the Samsung thing? Like where, what did you feel like just overall, like emotionally while you were in it? so excited to have the opportunity to do work yeah. work at this scale at for scale. a brand like that like laser focused super excited 
nervous at times, but not really nervous about our ability to handle Mm -hmm. any of it. I guess nervous because it was such a big stage. Yeah. I, I, I also felt this laser focus and kind of like this moment of man, finally someone gave us this opportunity. Yeah. You know, like that, that for me was just like, we enjoy working so much that it was just like, thank God someone gave us the opportunity. And then also a brand like Samsung for me is so interesting because they're one of the few brands that truly values what we do Yeah, at scale. Not, not like just you and me, but what us as creators do, they actually really value it and Mm -hmm. treat it with like this amazing respect that it almost feels like we've talked about this before, but it almost feels like the way that Nike views athletes or. Yeah. I I liken it actually a lot to the company that acquired our first company Mm -hmm. uh, who, you know, we were making videos about lacrosse and building out sports channels on YouTube. And then all of a sudden one day a company called and they saw a lot of value in what we were doing and thought that we could apply what we were doing in lacrosse to all types of other sports. They spoke a language that we spoke and I feel the same way now when I am with Samsung on any of their events or working with people from Samsung. They just have such a understanding of what we do as creators. And they, they place a value that I feel like is appropriate, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And since then, we've got to work with some amazing other brands who, are also val- who also value creators in that same way. Like Storyblocks, which is a great example. Skillshare is a great example. Yep. Uh, Actually, the podcast platform that we use for this podcast, Anchor, uh, we just did a campaign with Anchor, which was amazing and super exciting because I love podcasting and I love this podcast. Um, We did some work with GQ, which is kind of wild. Our first photography work that we've ever been in. Oh, yeah. Uh, That was super exciting. Uh, we've been in like more trailers, I feel like, than we've ever have been. Yeah, we've been, we've been like we've treated. Had like more hair and makeup yeah, on us. Yeah, more hair ever. and makeup artists, more like these amazing situations uh, that, that you could only like dream about in the past yeah. three months. I feel like I'm like the most Hollywood guy living in the suburbs of New Jersey right now. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be pretty wild for you to be out there. There's, is there, there's no good coffee out there, huh? That's not true. I'm not going to say that. Well, not sure I found it, but you, I, you've never taken me out to good coffee in the suburbs of New Jersey. It's styrofoam. Yeah. It's Look, always in the styrofoam cup, which is part of the charm. But you know what I mean? The styrofoam yeah. cup. It's no frills, though, man. Like it's all frills here. Wow. Okay. It's you know. It's 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 eighty percent frills. <laughs> yeah, but I'm here for the frills. You're, you love frills. I love. I've never I mean, really, dude. Been, I grew up in the frills. Like I've never really been a frills. When guy. I'm in an anti frills environment, does anyone know what we're talking about? For someone about? who doesn't know frills, yeah. <laughs> Can we explain it? Okay. Well, you're the one who brought up frills, so why don't you explain frills? Okay. Let's just look at coffee. Okay. In LA, you go into a coffee shop, and there's beans from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's eight different types of alternative milks, uh-huh. high premiums, cool spaces, hip, good-looking baristas. Mm. These things are frills. Mm. You, you're paying for things that aren't necessarily related to the value of, of the product. Maybe, yeah, there's good, there's good coffee and there's bad coffee. But you're paying a lot extra for the cool environment. Sure. The cool baristas, the hip people, frills. You go to New Jersey, 
you need a coffee, you just find a place with a coffee and they give it to you in a styrofoam cup. And you enjoy it. And you enjoy it. Who enjoys it? You enjoy it? I'm just saying you, the proverbial you. Mm. Sans frills. There's no frills. Interesting. Why don't, if you're listening to this, let's, you can just tweet at us. Do you look for frills or no frills <laughs> when you get your coffee? You want to find the happy medium. Where do, which state do you think is the happy medium between frills and no frills? Um, like when we went to, we found a good coffee shop in Rochester, New York, or in like Salt Lake City, Utah. I just think LA's too like, they know how much people like frills in LA, <laughs> you know? Yeah, man, you've changed. I, I, I think November 2019, Colin wouldn't have talked down on frills so much. Well, I've seen the other side. Man. All right. I didn't anticipate this conversation <laughs> tonight. <laughs> Quick break in the episode to tell you about one of our sponsors this year, Skillshare. Skillshare is awesome. They've been supporting us and other creators for a long time. They have amazing classes that Colin and I have been taking to help us get better at writing and making our videos they have classes about photography, creative writing, entrepreneurship, all kinds of amazing things that you can learn. Or if you have a skill that you just want to get better at or hear someone's perspective on, you can take a course in that as well. So right now, the first 500 people to use our link get two months for free of a premium membership to Skillshare. So you can actually just try it out and see what you think. So the link for that is in the description of this podcast. It's also in the description of our last YouTube video we just put out, which was about Dude with Sign. There's two really cool things about Skillshare that I really like. One is that you can take the classes whenever you want. So if you only have time at nights or maybe early in the morning, you can just totally have it work for your schedule. And the other thing I really like is that it's truly a community. So you can actually comment and get feedback. You get exercises from the teacher. It's like very interactive and a great way to learn. So just use our link and you'll get two months free of a premium membership to Skillshare. But you do have to be one of the first 500 people to do it. So just move quickly and click that link. Well, how have you felt uh, with how this change has been? Because I also, I mean, I haven't really, granted we've seen each other a lot, but I haven't been here in LA. Yeah, I I mean, I don't know. Like I, I have a different situation than you because Los Angeles is my home. Like... If I was not in Los Angeles, I think things would be much harder for me. Like, I think it would be a lot more confusing and I'd want to come back home if anything got uncertain. So for me, like through all the ups and downs, I'm still at home. Yeah, that's true. So like I have a certain, I have like stable ground to stand on always. Yeah. Um, so I, I think like as, as this happened, like I think I thought a lot about, you know, I d it's tough for me to see a different life because I haven't seen a different career. I've always been in this career. I've been creating, whether it's been, you know, sitting at a desk and facilitating the creating or actually being on camera, whatever it is, I've been in this career for almost 10 years now and it's tough for me. And, and I haven't done it yet without you. So mm -hmm. it, it was tough for me to view it in any other different way. But, you know, I also was, I was happy that you were like, going back home yeah so for me like i don't know i really like to work i still like if i don't have a specific project i'll find work i'll find something to do yeah and i felt really excited around the challenge of that of like okay you have a blank slate figure it out like that i know i don't actually have a blank slate but like that really excites me but then all of a sudden when this work got put in front of me i hadn't felt this type of energy since probably our like early uh, one of our first 
startups like i mean our first startup lacrosse yeah. network like when the samsung stuff got put in front of me when all this stuff got put in front of me i was just like it was like something clicked and like i went reverted back to who i was at 22 years old of just like hungry lots of energy like i don't i i i will say this week i've gotten more tired than i have before with the amount of work we've been doing but i haven't been feeling as tired i've been waking up earlier i've been like way more regimented just like feeling back in the zone but I do empathize and think that it's hard. I can't imagine how challenging it must be for you to like travel around the country, not have a place, even when you go back, that you're necessarily like fully rooted and still at the same time have to invest more energy than you ever had into creating because we have more projects than we've ever had in our life, in, in the Colin and Tamir life. Yeah. Yeah, but at least there's a little more purpose to the projects. It's not like we're with the current things that I'm out here working on right now, like they're all related to building our brand, but also like a paycheck. You yeah. Know? It's, it's a little bit different. It's like you spend a lot of time when you're building a company like the one we're building, doing things that you just think are right. Yeah. I mean, that, that doesn't almost the first three years. Yeah. You just think they're right and you think that they'll lead you to more opportunity, but they're not necessarily a paycheck. Right. Like when you're building a media platform, it takes oh, a long time. It takes a long time. With a lot of testing, seeing what works. And the media landscape's changing, so you gotta keep changing what you're doing accordingly. So yeah, I mean it's it's definitely tough to be sort of uprooted and confused, but at the same time when I have the opportunity to do work now, it's work that I know is productive in a little bit of a different type of way. Like we, you know, we spent, I wouldn't be doing this if we were in the same place we were in a year ago. Right. Where it's like, Oh yeah, I'm flying out here, but like we're paying for it and right. we're just going to see what happens. Right. Like Let's like make some videos for <laughs> yeah. these five days that I'm here. And I don't know, man, hopefully something cool. Like hopefully someone sees it. Yeah. Like this is totally different. Like every single second, of my trip out here, which has been about a week long, uh, has been productive and related to something that's, uh, you know, comes with a, a check at the end of it, which is important, uh, at the stage that we're at. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's also really fulfilling. Like some of the, the ads that we've gotten to make and the projects we've worked on, we look at each other and we're like, this is awesome. Yeah. Like, like are we really getting to make, like, it's almost like a pinch me moment that it's just like, are we actually getting to make these videos? Like, yeah. this is what we've always wanted to do. It's, it's a wild, wild. Yeah. I mean, uh, we've always experience. been fighting for the dream of like, you know, getting to make podcasts for a living and getting yeah. to make videos and tell stories for a living. We, in a way we were living it cause we were like, we, we have this whole time sustained it. Mm -hmm. So it's not like we had to fight we were it was work it works yeah but but yeah it's a little bit different right now the mindset's definitely a little bit different so what advice would you give to yourself three and a half years ago when we left our jobs to pursue this uh spend less money on frills seriously like you don't need to buy as many coffees as you're buying you don't need to get as many dinners as you're getting out it doesn't always matter the apartment that you're in, like just save a little more money so you can have a calmer head and trust yourself. You know, I don't regret any of the decisions like to move back. That's 
I've been able to spend a lot more time with family. And at that time, there's no other decision I would have made. Mm-hmm. Is what it is. Like, and also, like, I, I also believe that people are so malleable. Like, it, we're so capable of rationalizing our decisions because you have to. Like, the only direction you have is to move forward. So, look, like, if, if, if I moved back to Philadelphia and for some reason I had to stay there for some reason and all of a sudden all this opportunity came in LA and I couldn't take advantage of it. Luckily I can still take advantage Mm -hmm. of it and I'm working really hard and realistically there's a future where I just move back out here and that's it. But let's say there's a world where I couldn't do that. Again, people are malleable. Like I could find a job and a life and a situation that would be really great. Right. Because that's what people do. They like, they rebound and they figure things out. And there's so many ways that we can figure out how to be happy and fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So at the Etz, I think what I learned too is I've like seen sort of both sides of this recent career of like living at home and feeling a little uprooted and, and coming out here and flying all over for trips. It's like, look, yeah, I don't want to do that all the time because that's not a way to live. But once I can find a place to settle, mm-hmm. it's like wherever it is, you can make it really great that's good thank you that's good <laughs> i think uh for me if i was giving myself advice at at 27 years old when i was like angsty and ready to jump from that that job in that position it's just like what what do you actually want to do next like what is the actual reason is it just like are you are you unfulfilled in a certain area creatively and could you find fulfillment in your current schedule like can, if, if you are feeling something where you're like because I think that's really what it was it was just lack of fulfillment in one part of my creativity yeah. and it's not necessary to jump ship a hundred percent to just find to carve out that like 10 20 percent of what you need you can you can find ways to do it. It like I said to you the other day, I was like, I think in that first year of Colin and Samir, we probably could have made the videos we were making on the weekends. Definitely. Of we our could job. have kept the salary jobs. Yeah. And made those videos on the weekend because we just wanted to make cool videos. Like you just wanted to make other cool videos. Um, and I also really like, I, I have not had a job yet that I don't like. Maybe a couple of our projects have been hard, but I have not had a job yet where I'm like, I didn't like that. I've liked all the jobs. I did not leave the last job because I didn't like it. I just left because I was like, what if we could make some other cool stuff? <laughs> like, And that's where I think yeah. I would just give myself the advice to like, um, outside of your creative angst and creative um, desires, like look at the situation and actually find a way to find fulfillment in your current situation. Um, at the same time, I also don't regret it because we've had unbelievable experiences that only come from the type of risk that we took because the, only when you take that type of risk, do you have this type of hunger, you know, like mm-hmm. when you take this type of risk, it's just like everything means so much more. Every opportunity means something. And you start to respect like the amount of time you spend on things and, and when they come to life. So I, I would just say those are the two pieces of advice. Don't don't regret anything because everything you made you made the decision because you made the decision. But also, if you're in a situation where you're creatively unfulfilled, like f- find a way to not just like completely explode your situation. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It like, is so funny. 
Because, like, you said this, but when we were 27, like, had someone shown me what the next three years would look like? Like, had they only shown me the low points? Yeah. I think I would have been like, oh, clearly I'm going to stay at this job. Yeah, that's, like... Maybe for the next 10 years. Yeah, like, that's, like, pretty fun. Yeah, like, like things are pretty like, good here. I think I'll stay at this job. Yeah, I mean, and I, I look back and, like, I feel a lot of nostalgia for that job. But, again, now looking back, I actually I don't regret it because... Yeah. You know, I've, I've also lived a lot of emotions and experiences that I don't think I could have planned for. Mm-hmm. And that has value in learning, too. Like, you know, some of the low points, some of the high points, some of the dull in-between points. Like, it yeah. all, experiencing all of those has, you know, made me a little bit more comfortable when they show up now. Yeah. All right, so the big question of the podcast, the biggest takeaway, I think, is just frills or no frills. What do you guys like? What do you like in your in your coffee, in your restaurants, and just in your daily life? Are you a frills guy? Not frills. You know what I'm not for? What? Coronavirus. Yeah, I mean, who's for that? No <laughs> who's who's I think like... we can all agree. Yeah, it's... Well, the, the the thing is, it's also having a big effect on our schedules. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and like the travel... Also, when we when we traveled to San Francisco, I remember showing up to LAX. And the thing about LA is, you know, back to the frills thing. It's all frills. So you show up to the airport, and everyone's in like designer masks. Yes. Like I saw someone in a Chanel mask, and I was like, "This is LA. This is this is LA, but this is too much. Uh, that's not going to do anything." And uh, yeah, I do think that. Yeah, I I don't know. I have no idea what to think about it. I just know that it's messing up our schedule. And it's just a pain in the ass to us. It's definitely a bigger pain in the I guess ass. We can to say a lot of people. For yeah. us, it's luckily uh, for us, it's not. That's all it is. That's all it is right now. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even imagine if it was anything, man, more significant. But anyway, 2020 is off to a crazy start. What a roller coaster! What a roller coaster for the world, for us. Is it the same for you out there listening? Yeah. Is it that crazy for you guys, or yeah, is it just crazy for us? But we will continue to bring you guys along through our journey using this podcast, whatever happens next. This podcast has always been an amazing place for us to just kind of voice what's happening, talk about it, talk through it together, and talk through it with all of you. So send us a voice message on Anchor, tweet at us, whether it's about the frills or not, whether it's just about our journey and what's been going on. And, um, you know, it's such an amazing space to have a community that's willing to listen to, uh, our journey and what's happening between us and, and in our careers and in our lives. And it, it, it really is fulfilling to share it. And I thought it was very cool when you said, I don't even know where to begin, you know, how to talk about this, but like the podcast, this is a good place. To- yeah. I said that before we started recording. I yeah. Think. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't re- recommend uh, starting a podcast more. I think if you're interested, it's one of the most fulfilling things I've ever done in my creative life. Sometimes I don't know how I feel about the things that are happening in my life. And then I say them on the podcast and I think, oh, that's how I feel. Right. So, yeah. yeah. If you've ever thought about starting a podcast, I'll plug Anchor here. Yeah. <laughs> Download Anchor. Start a podcast. All right, guys. Well, we'll be back on the pod with a guest on the next episode. I already told you who that guest was. But, hey, tune in next week. Check it out. All right. Thanks for listening. 
That's it this week for the Colin and Samir podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback on our first episode of 2020. Um, Make sure to tweet that at us. You can let us know over email as well. Are you going through something similar? Have you ever been through something similar? We'd love to just have a conversation around what's going on in your creative journey. I also just want to say thank you to everyone who's been patient with this show. We've gotten tons of emails, tweets, DMs, everything of people asking when the show is going to be back. And I'm really excited that we actually get to bring it back now and and, and get to have this conversation with you guys again. It's truly one of the best parts of being a creator is creating this type of community. It's so special to us. Like I said in the beginning of this show, we are going to have some guests this year, but we'd love to hear your perspective on who you want on this podcast. So make sure to tweet at us, let us know who you want on the show and tag them in it as well. There's a lot of creators here locally in LA that we just haven't met yet and maybe we just don't know about. And we're also gonna be traveling quite a bit this year. So there's opportunities to get out some different creators, some different um, people that we could have on the show. Thanks again for listening. Tweet at us, email us, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks for the support and we will see you next week.